0: Good afternoon and good afternoon from London. This is Charles Kelly. Welcome to Money Tips. I am the author, in case you don't know, of Yes Money Can Buy You Happiness. Uh, and today I want to talk to you about insurance. Uh, most of us have some sort of insurance and if you're a business, many of you will have something called business interruption insurance, which means that you know if your business had to be closed down for any reason, uh, you had a fire or a flood or, or some unforeseen Event and your business had to close down that the insurance company would come in so here here's a check to cover your for your losses during this business interruption period and that worked fine many of you might have these uh, this port policy as part of an overall policy a business policy where you say well i i want uh, professional indemnity i want buildings insurance and i want oh yeah we'll have business interruption insurance as well I think when I, when I was running a physical business, I had the same sort of thing and you could pick a load of these things out. And that was fine. Um, these things usually covered. I, I suppose the most common thing would be fire, flood, um, you know, someone running into the front of your shop on, in a bus or something like that. And you can't open for a couple of months. That, that's just sort a of general thing. And then we had coronavirus, of course, and you know, thousands of businesses were told to close down. In fact, they still close many of these businesses as the, the small business uh, sector is been literally crushed by by these lockdowns, so they they went to their insurance company and said, well, we we want to uh, uh, pay out. We we would like a we we've got a claim here. We want to be paid out for business interruption. And the insurance company said, whoa, no, no, hold on a second. We don't cover coronavirus. We don't cover COVID nineteen. That's an act of God. Well, they didn't quite say they're an act of God, but insurance companies do use these terms like an act of God or if it's a war or it's a a terrorist attack, we're not going to pay. So these are the things they come up with. I I don't know where God comes into insurance, but they they have used these type of phrases uh, to get out of paying uh, claims. Uh, Now, now this is not a small thing because this will cost the insurance company sector billions. In in fact, it could cost billions. And one insurance company owner I know said, well, we don't cover COVID-19. It's not in the policy. But there again, business owners said, well, you know, we we didn't have to specify when we took the policy what's covered and what's not covered. It's just general sort of business interruption insurance. However, I would say that most people don't even read their policy documents. I was a financial advisor for 25 years and very few people read even the brochure, let alone the actual wording of the policy. So so what happened then is that it went higher up, it went to the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority, and they brought a test case to the Supreme Court, fortunately, because otherwise uh, business owners would have to be then suing insurance companies, which could take years and cost them money that they didn't have. So the, the FCA took a test case to the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, and then... That Supreme Court judges have now found in favour of small firms, and they will be paying out on business interruption insurance. So that's great news for small business owners who own physical businesses, restaurants, cafes, and and especially in the hospitality sector that have had to close down. Uh, so so that, that that that's great news, and uh, that's good that the, the FCA have done this. I think it's it's brought a lifeline now to to some of these insurance. Some of the insurance companies affected are the Hiscock. Uh, Arch, Arch, Argenta, MS, uh, OBQ, o, sorry, QBE, RSA, which used to be royal sun Alliance, but there are sixty other insurance companies not part of that test case uh, that will offer similar business insurance uh, policies. Uh, so, if you've got one of these policies, now's the time to, to, to look into that and see if you can get a payout. And this this ruling actually provides guidance for over 700 policies affecting 370,000 small businesses. Uh, so, you know, many of these premiums could cost a thousand pounds a year and they might have been paying this for years without ever claiming. And I've got ver- various kinds of insurance I've never claimed. Um, having said that when I've claimed on things like car policies and that sort of thing, they, they, insurance companies have been pretty good. They've paid out, no problems. Uh, a friend of mine was uh, claimed on her medical insurance. She She got paid out. You know, eventually, uh, but but it, it was paid. Uh, so they're not all insurance companies are bad. I mean, they do pay out you know millions and billions in claims every year. But in this case, they were trying to kind of wriggle out of it, really, and understandably, because it's a bit of an open-ended thing. Um, you know, normally it's very clear why a business is closing down, but then. Just to say, well, we're in lockdown one minute. We're not in lockdown. We're in tier three. We're in tier two. Have you really closed down? Are you offering takeaway service or have you closed down completely? Uh, it, it's all up in the air. So I think this test case will help people get through this and, and hopefully get paid out. And it might help them even survive the whole epidemic and get back to, to, to business when this is over. When, when, I don't know when that will be, uh, but they're talking about this going on till, till March. Uh, the cases in the uk are uh, the infection rate is going down although hospitals said they're overwhelmed but the case infection rate is going down so hopefully that that is good news other money news is that well not such good news this is hsbc are set to close 82 branches in the uk now they were our business insurer business bankers and i always found them very good and it's a shame that they, they will be closing down these branches But as with a lot of banks now, they're moving people into online banking. I mean, every time I used to go into my bank, they'd say, have you been online? You you know you can do this online. And I get fed up with it. I'd say, well, yeah, but you're you're talking yourself out of a job here. If you keep telling me to go online, I won't need to come in here. You know, eventually I'm online now, uh, but only because I can use it on an app on my phone. The, The previous NatWest online system was a nightmare. It used to throw you out every time you used it. But on the app, it's very good. Uh, So I I don't need to go into the branches that often, Uh, but, but it will be, you know, bad news for for people who who are not online. I mean, my mum, for instance, she's in a, she's 80 odd and, you know, she, she's not online. She doesn't have um, Wi-Fi in the house. She doesn't even have a mobile phone. Uh, So she's not going to go on to, to online banking. She wants to go down to her branch and, and when she wants cash, you can get it out of a machine or she uses cards and that sort of thing. But, you know, she wants to be able to bank cash or bank checks. Uh, so it, it will affect people. And but this is this is inevitable. The the, the big problem for this is also it's going to affect jobs. Uh, the banks have been moving jobs abroad uh, for years now, uh, moving some of the white collar office based jobs abroad. They want our business here in the UK. They want us to use them and use their cards and that sort of thing. But. it comes to jobs they want to employ people cheaply in countries like the philippines and india so if you ring up hsbc now you'll probably be speaking to someone in manila or maybe in mumbai or wherever and this is this has affected probably millions of jobs in the uk where they're moving the jobs out but they want the uk business but they're now ultimately this could lead to no customers because if they do that to every job and every job goes down the route of ai or being outsourced somewhere cheaply where are the customers going to come from in the uk that's my little rant of the day uh, but that, that's that's something that's happening now uh, and I also read that China's economy grew by six and a half percent in the last quarter of 2020 and and it grew by over 2.3 percent over the year whereas most economies around the world are contracting we're in recession here in the UK we're in the deepest recession and monetary crisis in the last in 300 years in fact and and the world is suffering while China we're you know gave us this disease are, are okay yeah fine i saw a documentary last night on the bbc and Chinese. yeah we're okay we can go out anywhere now we're, we're free to breathe the air freely and it's no problem here you know great well done uh, but what about the rest of the world we've been infected with this disease in fact chinese people were coming into the uk all of last year giving us this disease and and now they're okay and and we've only just this week Uh, started to close down some of the air corridors or some of our borders and insist that people have a coronavirus test. Up to that point, up to to this week, I think, uh, was it Monday? Um, we were just allowing people to come into this country and then they would not even be given a letter, but they would pick up a form at the airport if they bothered to pick it up. And that would tell them you must self-isolate for 14 days. Otherwise, you know, you, you'll be in trouble. Well, do you think people took notice of that? Well, no, I know people who didn't. And it's unbelievable. They were coming in from America last year when America was the hotbed of the virus. Italy, uh, China, Hong Kong, you know, they were flooding into the UK without any restriction at all we can go anywhere we would we were told we can't go anywhere and, and particularly in the last couple of months there's no new variant has come in and yet we've only started last week uh, the government has finally listened to people and said right we will now insist that everybody who comes into the country will have uh, a, a negative test and will will have to go through some sort of self isolation for a while but um that that they they can't really police that, but in the meantime, people's holiday plans from the UK to go abroad have been cancelled, and most countries won't let us near them, let alone come into the country. So so anyway, good luck to the Chinese people. Their economy is growing. That's great. Good news for them. And the other question I want to ask here is: as London's population, for the first time in in decades, is falling yes, falling uh, people are moving out of London. Do you think that city centres will ever recover from this from this virus? Because We've got offices now making people work from home. Uh, will they need these offices again? That's a big question, isn't it? And the same thing's happening in America. Uh, people are moving out of the big city centres and uh, prices of properties in the in the, the suburbs and the outskirts and, and in, in cleaner environments, more rural environments are going up through the roof. And similar things are happening here as people in you know, if, you, if you're living in the city in a small flat or a small room even because it's near to your work, why would you need to do that when you don't need to come into work anymore? So people are moving back to their parents or they're buying properties in the suburbs or further out uh, because they realise they won't have to commute into work every day. But is that the long term solution for businesses? Well, personally, I don't think so. I think city centres will bounce back, uh, maybe not to the same level that they've been at, but... Uh, companies are are starting to realize that it's not that easy having all these people working from home well first of all are they really working or are they homeschooling their kids are they doing their laundry are they sunbathing in the garden Uh, in the summer of course are they are they actually doing anything are they just logged on meanwhile they're watching Netflix or they're you know having a chat with their friends or sorting out other parts of their life are they really working so some companies are complaining that they're not quite getting the productivity. Other companies are saying, well, yeah, our, our business is productive with people working from home because you can measure certain things very easily. So it'd be interesting to see what happens and whether prices in London will continue falling uh, as they have been, not by, by devastating amounts, but just be interesting to see what happens. I was speaking to a, uh, someone I, I've been on property courses with, Kevin McDonald. He thinks that the. Uh, the city centres will recover and, and people will go back to work in offices when the pandemic's over. He's He's got a business and he said it's impossible to control people who are working at home or as he put it, supposedly working at home. So it'll be interesting to see. A lot of people are asking what will happen to the property market this year? Will it crash? Well, that's that's a good question. Uh, nobody really answers that question because, of course, nobody really knows. Uh, we, we know that property prices have continued to go up last year. Uh, but not not in all areas some areas have fallen some areas have remained flat city centers like london prices have sort of fallen back a bit but i i I don't see any huge bargains out there because i i see property owners holding out Uh, they're not desperate sellers some are desperate sellers but not everybody is a desperate seller who will sell at any price so they're kind of holding back and saying well we'll wait for the market to recover i'm not worried about selling right now i'll stay put um And, you know, you see lots of uh, cranes in the air, lots of scaffolding going around houses where they're building up into the loft because you you can do that now under permitted uh, development and and building extra rooms rather than moving and paying all that stamp duty. And speaking of stamp duty, there is a stamp duty holiday at the moment, which is fueling demand for particularly for first time buyers and uh, home movers who live in their homes, not renting them out. Uh, But that's set to come to an end in March. We don't know whether that will be extended Uh, we, we shall have to see they said they won't extend it but i don't know what will actually happen so that's that's brought in a little mini boom really in the last six months um i don't know what will happen after that i know that the property market seems high at the moment in my opinion uh yields are very low on rental properties if you buy a rental property the yield you can get even in areas well outside of london are not very high Similar thing with shares in the stock market. Yields are very low on the S&P 500. The, the yield you would get now is, is around two to three percent, two and a half percent, I think. And, you know, you can find that on a lot of shares in, in the UK. PE ratios, price to earnings ratios are in the 50s, 60s and even hundreds of some companies. And yet they're still going up in value. This, I think, is partly due to the financial stimulus, the amount of money that Governments and central banks are, are literally flooding, not just pumping, but flooding into the economy, and and now Biden, Joe, Joe Biden, the new American president, electors has, has said that he's going to bring in packages in the trillions of dollars, not billions, but trillions of dollars. The UK has probably spent 300 billion last year, and it's that is probably fueling the the markets to keep going up at you know, I I think unrealistically high levels. And a lot of the stock market growth is down to the big tech companies, the Fangs, the Facebooks, the Apples and uh, the Netflixes and Googles and that sort of thing. That's kind of fueling the market. But to me, if if all these companies and and the, the economy is down, profits will be down, companies are suffering, how can the market still go up? Yeah, you're okay if you're Amazon, and your netflix and people are sitting at home watching netflix and they've just jacked up their prices to 9.99 but you can get away with that if you um go for the non-hd package and it will stay at 5.99 but you know they're doing okay and amazon of course are just yeah you know, everywhere you look now there's a white van delivering something in in the street uh so you know they're doing okay but what about all the other businesses what about the businesses that have suffered the the airlines the the cruise industry, the hospitality industry, the hotels—it must be empty. Um, it, it must be killing businesses. So how can the stock market keep going up? Well, in my opinion, it, it won't keep going up. Something's got to change. Something's got to give somewhere. It always does. After a certain period of years of growth, the mar- you know—it always changes. It—it it, it happens. When it will happen, I don't know. But I wouldn't want to have all my pension fund in you know exposed in the stock market right now. That, that's only my opinion i'm not your financial advisor you've got to make your own decision lastly then mastercard uh anyone who's got a mastercard could get compensation after another court ruling saying that they should pay out compensation to possibly millions of cardholders who may have been overcharged for products now this get, this relates back to the amount of money that mastercards were charging retailers Uh, They've they brought in a a test case here a sort of a class action saying that retailers were overcharged by MasterCard, which then meant that they were overcharging customers. Uh, Now, we know that, you know, a lot of small businesses don't like using credit cards, particularly for some reason, Chinese takeaways and Chinese restaurants Oh no credit card cash only, you know. Uh, because they, they've been charged a lot by the credit card companies. Now some of these companies are to force now to be to, to go to cashless payments. As, as cash seems to be disappearing from society, uh, but there's still a few holding out for not not uh, dealing with credit cards because of the charges. Uh, so it'd be interesting. Now this, you not you. you this, this will have to be decided actually, actually how much compensation they're going to pay out for all MasterCard holders but I was looking for my wallet oh yeah I've got a MasterCard maybe I'll get a payout they're talking about something like maybe 300 pounds each uh, but, it, but it's, it's a welcome little thing obviously MasterCard are up in arms about it. they don't want to pay out all this money uh, so we, we'll see what happens but it's another sort of uh, class action there that can benefit consumers MasterCard argue that it's just the lawyers who are going to benefit from this. And of course, they are. You know, they're just they're just taking a chance. But could this happen to Visa? Could this happen to American Express? The American Express is the most expensive and hardly anybody even wants to take them. Anyway, we shall see. So and, and the other thing you want to do if you've got a small business, you're self-employed. Look at the, the, the lockdown grants that have been provided. Uh, go, go on. I put a, a link on my website, uh, moneytipsdaily.com. Have a look at that. Uh, because there is a, a lockdown 3 grants that has come out that you could possibly uh, claim on so have a look at that so so thanks for listening do check out my website website moneytipsdaily.com and if you if you want a late christmas present or an early easter present for somebody yes money can buy your happiness available on amazon goes through all of your money worries money issues and how to manage your money correctly and and, and very well so so have a look at that thanks for listening And have a a great evening or morning or wherever you are in the world. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions.